Welcome to Leadership Lessons from Titus. Our speaker this evening is Mr. Chris Allen, whom I have known a little bit from a distance since 1987. <laughs> 24 years ago I met. Uh, Chris and I had hair then. Uh, he was in the youth group. He was in the youth group, and my wife worked with you. And uh, so we knew him before him and Kate got married. In fact, uh, a few years later, when our church got to going here in Granbury, we were meeting in a seven-day Adventist church for a while. And one Sunday, we were blessed to have a youth band from Shady Grove Church come for a Sunday's service. And in that band was Chris and Kate. And it was on that trip that they discovered a mutual attraction. And uh, so anyway, and so they've got a Grand Bay connection too. Anyway, so uh, Chris and his wife moved here about five months ago to our city. They have been missionaries in Berlin, Germany. Uh, worked with Jeff Serio there for a while. Uh, he's a multitasker. He's a designer. He's a multi-talented guy, and he plays the piano and sings for the Lord and has three awesome children. So, Chris, take us on and feed us, bro. Wow. I feel a lot of pressure now. Um, is it okay if we start with prayer? Because I know we do it at the end, but I sure would like to start. Father, just come before you tonight, Lord. Um, just honestly, um, you know, I don't feel like I have a lot. Just come with your word. And I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, open our eyes to see and our hearts to understand your word. I mean, it's eternal and it's seed. And I pray, Lord, that it would sink in. Lord, I don't want to just mentally get it. I just pray, Lord, that it would change my life and our lives tonight. And um, I pray that we'd be just comfortable, be able to talk and communicate. And I just I pray, Lord, that you would be here. You would come and be with us as we fellowship, spend time together and uh, that you would uh, just let it be a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty. Okay, so um, don't I, – the I, six pages long, but that's not because it's six pages long. Okay, it's just the verse typed out in a very long way. So – <laughs> it's all it is is verse three, and you flip it over, verse four, five, and six, and seven, and eight. Okay, so it, it just kind of goes that way. I, I I've never done this like this in the paper form. We we've done it with church, and I have slides, and it's really easy to see. So this is the best I could come up with of trying to do it where we could follow along. It's basically all I did is just broke it down into words. I go and look at the Strong's definitions. I look at dictionary definitions. I just really like to dig and see what it means. So that's what we're going to do. It's not rocket science. It's really simple. Um, and I'm probably, honestly, going to ask a lot of questions because I don't know the answers. I have a lot of, when I read this stuff, I go, I have no idea. And so I'm hoping, please don't feel, I know we're not, but, you know, if you have input, it, that's that's my heart is that we can, you know, just go through it. So I'm not. It's not. It's not going to be a teaching and a preaching or anything like that. We're just going to go through it. So I hope that I hope that that makes sense. So um, would anybody like to just read it? Anybody got it ready? 
I didn't print it out. It didn't fit on the page. I'm sorry. We had so many different copies. I figured that we had it. Can, how about I read? Okay. Titus 3, 3 through 8. I'm just going to read the whole thing, and then we'll go through it. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Okay, so let's just cruise through the verse 3. That's the first page. Um, I, I, honestly, some of this I just go, hmm, interesting, and so I note it. So y'all are stuck with what I think is interesting. So um, for we ourselves, I, I broke it down because I I know some of these words are like, well, this is dumb. Everybody knows what we mean. But um, I thought it was significant for me is that we is used to express men in general, including the speaker. And that was a definition I read. And I was like, oh, Paul is including himself. I don't know what's obvious, but sometimes, you know, obvious is missed. And, and I think that as we go through this, you will see more and more of the we's and the us and the man reference. And he and I, I think I miss those. I miss the um, importance of, hey, Chris, he's talking about you, you know, so. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. So I, I'll, I don't know if I told you, but underlined is basically what the definition is right below. So foolish, unintelligent, unwise, void of understanding or sound judgment. I'm just going to do the first couple words and then I'll put it together. Disobedient, impersuasible, not compliant, not yielding. We were... For we ourselves were sometimes deceived, misled, led into error, cheated, gone astray, wandered, roamed about, or were led astray. And I, I mean, I could sit and talk on these personally, just interesting. So we were also sometimes uh, serving, which says to be a slave to, Various sorts of, um, and then lust, and it's various sorts of, to desire eagerly, uh, carnal appetite, irregular desires, and I love this last one, it's so funny to me, to list. Um, so for me, I was convicted, for we ourselves were sometimes um, led astray, slave to various sorts of lists. <laughs> I know it sounds goofy, but I'm serious. I have so many lists of what I want, of what I need, of what um, what should be, uh, how it should go. I mean, gosh, I'm American. I mean, goodness gracious, I have rights, you know, and and things that I deserve. And 
I am, you know, if you and you you get out of the definitions what you get out of it. But for me, I felt I felt convicted that I desire eagerly um, for things to be met in my life, and I have a list of them. <laughs> so, uh, carnal appetites, you know, um, it could be food. I mean, there's different things on here. I know that Paul is talking about. We used to be this way, but I was honestly convicted of things that God has brought. I mean, I'm still, we're all dealing with things, you know, currently. So, um, and then pleasures, which is a sensual thing, which is, you know, it's like a physical, um, physical desire. So, uh, living to pass time. Living in malice, which is ill will, not ashamed to break laws, living in trouble. Um, I know a handful of people uh, right now that are living in trouble. Their lives are just full of trouble. And it could be the law, it could be finances, it could just be that there's always some horrible problem going on with them. And I see this, you know, you see the... The, the breakdown here of they're running around deceived, roaming about, trying to meet various things and serve different lusts. And anyway, it's just true. It's the word. It's and they're living in in trouble. Um, the next word is uh, and envy uh, to feel uneasiness or discontent at the sight. This just all I wrote the whole definition because it just blasted me, to feel uneasiness or discontent at the sight of superior excellence, reputation or happiness enjoyed by another. So basically, content at another one's excellence, another one's reputation, or another one's happiness, to repine at another's prosperity, to fret or grieve oneself at the real or supposed, real or supposed superiority of another. And to hate him on that account. That just, man, that was a killer definition for me. And I see different times in my life where, I mean, just silly things. I, I like tables. So there's a girl that works there. I'll be honest. She doesn't work. She doesn't do any effort. She doesn't do any extra work. She doesn't help with the tasks. She doesn't sweep the floors. She shows up and she just goofs off. And she laughs with her table, and she makes tons of money, and she goes home. <laughs> I'm serious. And I had the moment where I was like, you're really getting on my nerves. <laughs> you know, here I am sweeping the floor, and I'm not a bubbly, happy person like you are, you know. And and I was envious. And it convicted me at her, her um, what is it, superiority and her excellence of her attitude. And, you know, I was like, and it, anyway, so there, that's. Just being honest. So, um, hateful, and then you know it's one another. So hateful uh, is to hate, pursue with hatred, detest. Um, some of these are obvious, but I just put it all the words that I thought, you know, it might strike somebody's heart. So, and then one another, which is a duh, but this <laughs> definition not the same. Different as we have one form of government and France has another. So we are hating one another. 
and it and it kind of convicted uh, just hit me in a way of it doesn't say we hate ourselves it's another person and it doesn't seem to be this man all the time i'm really hating myself it's not you know or i'm envious or i'm feeling malice towards myself it's one another so um before we cruise on down does anybody I, i'm kind of going fast honestly i don't know I don't know how we're doing. Does anybody have anything to share or any? I mean, I have even questions in here, so I'll I'll wait those to the end though. So I think I think this is a great expansion of the words. A lot of the way you bring out the list, hadn't thought of it that way. It's awesome. We ourselves were once all this junk. Yeah. Did you, you know, just looking at the way you have it written here? And I wouldn't have seen it in the scripture. But it looks like these things are progressive. Oh. You can start foolish. Let's do this. Oh, you can start at foolish, and that leads to disobedience, and that leads to deceive. Then, oh, cool. Or, you know, they, they, each one seems a little more serious as you go down huh. the page. No, I didn't even see that. That is and awesome. it just, you see, you end up being hateful and hating one another. I just just jumped off the page as you that were reading. That is awesome. <laughs> it is convicting, isn't it? That's I'm going to fall over. I stepped on my bum. Which is this the microphone? Okay. All right. Well, that was awesome. That was a cool eye opener. I'm going to make a little note here. Yeah. It just keeps going. Um, okay, so let's flip over to four. But, which is except, besides, unless, unless, and then I love this, after. Now, okay, we can just, I'm just going to skim the, you know, if you look at the little underlying words as we go down. After that, the kindness and love of God. So I'm going to go back to after. But after that, the kindness and love of God. Look at after, later in time, in pursuit of, that is, moving behind, following, and in search of. And I just love this, that if we go down and look at what is pursuing, in pursuit of, following, in search of, the kindness and love of God. I just, uh, there's things that, in these, even just in these words, it's like you're saying you considerably get worse and worse in life. You can be. Except, besides and unless, but later, it's like, how do I say this, what I got out of it, you guys tell me if you think I'm crazy, but God knows that we're going to be at the bottom of the list, (laughs) you know, left to ourselves. So he's already planned to pursue us, following and in search of. To do these things, to show kindness and love. Anyway, I just think that's awesome. Okay, that the kindness, the the kind. Now this is what we're talking about from the Lord. The kindness, moral goodness, integrity. God is bringing integrity, the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Which I think is amazingly awesome, considering that we are talking about a hateful. Envious, malicious, 
deceived, disobedient person that is um, being pursued by the kindness, the friendliness, the generosity, and the consideration of the Lord. Okay, so anyway, okay. I won't I won't camp there, but and, uh, the kindness and love, love of mankind, the benevolence of the Lord, and then I'll, I'll call it obviously of God, who is the supreme divinity. Um, so here's our again, like we started before, we ourselves. This is our pertaining or belonging to us as our country, our rights, our troops, our savior. And I I love that because in some for some reason I leave out the our and mine and us in my heart. This is our savior, not uh, um, theirs or those Christians or the good people. And I'm over here <laughs> dealing with my sin. You know, really, I think honestly that's kind of how my brain goes sometimes. Um, I'm I'm not Alan. You know, I'm Chris, so I'm stuck on the first page, and uh, hopefully one day I will be on the second page, living in the kindness and the love of God, you know. But I feel like this, the Lord is saying, this is mine. This is our Savior, um, as his toward man appears, our Savior appears. So, Savior, one that saves us, preserves, um, toward man Toward is in the direction of getting closer to, closer or closer, like in time. I thought that was cool. Um, contributing to the cost of something, going toward a goal. I just love this because God had already planned to pursue us, I believe. And here he is getting in closer. He is going to achieve his goal, which I believe is us. He's gonna get us, <laughs> right? You were saying that. Yeah, he's got. He's got. Uh, he's got all of our future. He can see it. Right. He knows what's going to happen to me ten years from now, or tomorrow. You know. Right. Yeah, I, I only answer that pretty good. Yeah. So toward man, mankind, and human race, the whole species, which is everybody. You know, um, he appeared to come or be in sight, to be in view, or to be visible. So I know these, I know this may seem um, um, childlike. We're reading definitions of words, you know, but uh, but I love it. So. It helps me a lot. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. So um, if I can just wrap up verse 4 for me. Um, but after that, the kindness, it's so cool to read it again after breaking apart the words and just read the verse. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared. So anybody? Got some? Got something? Uh, last week, the word and to me, that's like a buzzword. So, you know, you got grace, mercy, faith. Uh, they're common. They're they're together. They're but it's it's a buzzword. Okay, you just made every word a buzzword <laughs> because 
it's you know you're slowing down my reading into a crawl. It is. It's and, I mean, you know this this illusion of yeah, you tell me that somebody can read the Bible in a year. Ha! You know, not not if you dwell, but I mean, I, I to me, I know, and and in other studies, and people have said that every verse in the Bible has so much meaning, and then it's every sentence has so much meaning, and you're putting a priority on even every word yeah. has well, such so, a meaning behind it that that you know. Uh, We've heard so, I've heard so many times, like, you know, uh, the word love has so many different variations. Um, you know, I mean, Alan would be able to say them correctly, but used in a different verse, the same word in English means something else when you go to look at the root of it. You know, it, one means a different way of love, a different type, you know, and so that's what got me desirous of understanding the words, but... Well, it's back of what you're saying, I love you, I love pizza. Right, right. In English, Americans, or maybe Brits, we understand, I love you, I love pizza. But you're teaching a foreigner, English is a second language, well, what does that mean, I love you, and I love pizza? How is I love you, and I love pizza on the same plane? Well, they're not. No. Versus... Italian, French, there's different levels. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying. Or in yeah. Hebrew, there's different levels, different meanings of that word. But in yeah. English, we... Yeah. I don't do this all the time. I'm being honest. I just, you know, when I'm studying something, I... Because it takes a lot of time, to be honest. It took me three days, you know, just chewing away a little bit each day, just trying to get it all done. But when I do, it's so much fun. For me, I just love it, but... Anyway, does anybody have any, like, you know, got to show you anything or any questions? Or? Well, Chris, I think in verse 3, if you're going to take ownership of, you know, you, you pointed out that we ourselves yeah. in verse 3. But it's really interesting how that is offset by the word our in verse 4, our Savior. So the ownership of the old man is offset by the ownership of our Savior. So we're going to... Take right. Our so, so as much as he's saying, we're convicted by I'm a sinner. I'm also saved. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I like my page. Are we on five? Yeah. Five. <laughs> All right. Five. Well, so you can race the certain. Certain paragraphs or certain chapters, I have to read two, three, four times, and then it does reach up there and grab it. So I have to grab it. I don't think I can read it yet, because you know, I want to. I want to get. I want to understand it, and I have got the dictionary out mm-hmm. and some words in the Bible that I just cannot comprehend and look it up in the dictionary before I can understand it, and then after. Like I said, I have to read it three times, and you just reach over and get you. I understand, too, because there's a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Yeah. You can read, it's good to read the Bible through it a year. Well, high chapters a day, it's easy. I mean, technically, you can, if you're really ambitious, you can read it 90 days, and it's like 15, 15 chapters a day. 
but you can part of it's just your your eating versus the setting you're you're dwelling on that. You couldn't your could comprehend that much information. But part of it is your reading. You're you're reading you get a, to get it in you. You get a big picture, maybe. That's that's what I'm really trying to. Well, hear. the big picture is important. Yeah. You know, it is important. The big picture is important. And that's why I love what you're doing. We're we're getting a big picture from these six verses. I mean, yeah. thank God we're not hung up in verse four. It's going somewhere. Right. <laughs> okay, so verse five. I'm just gonna read all the verse again just so we know what's going on and then we'll break it down. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so not by. And I know it's bizarre, but I looked up by because it's near, close, and I thought this was cool, through. Like, I didn't write it down, but it's a definition of like, um, they use an example of going through a board or through a tunnel or, you know, um, not through works. And if we go down to the verbs here, he saved us. Not through works, which we have done. So uh, works is business, employment, enterprise. I mean, I can be uh, honest here and say I've tried to do all of these with um, God and church and being spiritual or whatever, you know. So not by business, employment, enterprise, products, acts, deeds, or things that were done of righteousness. And uh, broke down righteousness as equity, purity, um, being morally right, justifiable. Um, that's, that, that convicts me as well. I'm justified in my actions. Um, so not by my justifiability. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a word, but I'll make it up. Um, which we have done, but it's according um, which means harmonizing. Music people would get that. Agreeable. It is agreeable. We uh, harmonize with his mercy. And mercy is favor, charity, grace, pardoned. Um, and I love this long definition, so I left it. It implies benevolence, tenderness. Now, this is Jesus, right, giving this to us. Benevolence, tenderness mildness, pity or compassion, and clemency, but exercise only hinders. And I find that um, significant, that we talk about mercy, 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 mercy. Oh, Lord, I need your mercy. But uh, it only, it, it, it's in this definition, unless I'm wrong, is based off of you can only be getting mercy unless you need it, unless you've done something that should be punished. It's only towards offenders. So uh, uh, he saved us. The next verse down: deliver or deliver or protect. Saved means heal, preserve, to make whole. He preserved us from evil, injury, or destruction, prevented, spared, 
And I didn't really understand this taken in time, but I put it in because I thought it was interesting that saved has something to do with time. So maybe if you guys get that, that would be cool to get info on that one. But uh, So, okay, i got to go back to the verse because I'm lost. Not by works of righteousness, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing, bathing bath and the act of saving, literally washing of regeneration, rebirth, reproduction, <clears throat> and renewing, making new again, repairing, reestablishing. I didn't do this, but these are all R's. Repairing, reestablishing, repeating, reviving, and renovating of the Holy Ghost, holy being sacred, pure, morally, blameless, ceremonial, consecrated. Now, I'm going to warn you guys, this ghost part gets wacky, so I could use y'all's help. A current of air that is breath or a breeze. By analogy or figuratively, a spirit that is the rational soul. I'm just going to kind of skip some of these. Mental disposition, Christ's spirit. Um, down by the period, it says mind, Christ's mind. The non-physical part of a person that is the seat of emotions and character, the soul. Now, okay, here's where I got with this. So you guys just stop me if I'm going crazy. But are we talking about washing of reproduction, renewing, renovation of the holy mind, uh, mental disposition, the emotions, the character of God? I don't know what that means. You're crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, then, can you all help me too on this? Because I really don't I don't know what to do with this. I really don't. Yeah, but, I mean, if, he, if the word says, by the washing and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And if you look at the definitions, the washing and renewing of the Holy Ghost in us, does that mean that the ghost or spirit of God is that mind of Christ? It's being renewed? Can I yeah. argue with you the fact that if I was in your shoes, I would not have, because the Holy Ghost is a person. And so I would not have defined them separately as holy and ghost, because it is, you like saying, Mary Smith. Well, Mary means this, and Smith means that. Well, Mary Smith is her name. I get that. I get that, but the only reason I did that is because it was two words. Yeah. I just was reading it going, well, it doesn't say Jesus as two words. It's one name, and so it was like holy, and then ghost, or holy, and then spirit. Another translation, Alan, help me out here. I renewing the Holy Spirit by renewing because the Holy Spirit is God, one part of the Trinity. Right. So, to even define ghosts as well, I, don't, I didn't mean. I hope I didn't no. confuse y'all saying I'm where I'm goofy about ghosts. What I mean is, if it was even spirit, that is the breath of God. Is um, that Jesus promised that He would send us a Comforter, so the Comforter has come, and in spirit-filled believers, we believe that the Holy Spirit is living inside of us. 
So we're he's keeping us out of trouble. He's keeping he's devoted our lifestyle and Okay, well, maybe this. Mindless, he knows the mind of God. So it's all about 
the will of God being revealed to us and renewing us. And I think where you're getting at the charismatic kookiness is some churches check your mind at the door and come in here and let's have a good time in the spirit. Well, the spirit has a mind. I mean, this, you know, spirit is God and God has a mind. So our minds have to be renewed to what he has to say. So I think, I think, what you're doing is really good for discussion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I told you I don't know the answers. I'm just going to bring up questions. So, okay. So, um, yeah, I was just trying to wrap my brain around it, and I had y'all all trapped, so you had to ask, listen to my question. So, uh, I, I get that. I get that the regeneration and renewing uh, uh, of the Holy Spirit, and it's my mind being renewed. Um, I know this is not a good movie, but I saw it back. Uh, anyway, there was a movie in the as part of the movie. It's, it's the Matrix. It's an old movie. It's a, not. A, I would not recommend this movie. It's not. It's not spiritually good, but um, there is a scene in the movie that has always stuck with me. And they're plugged into the Matrix. And and they say, well, if you get disconnected, like because it's in the back of their brain, if you get disconnected, do you in the matrix do you die? And the guy says, well, the body cannot live without the mind. And it was just like, wow, that is it. And so I feel like that. The next for me part of that is that what is what is clicking up here or here? I guess they kind of flow um, is what we live. So, all right, enough rambling. Uh, verse 6. I'll read it, and then we'll break it down. Which he shed, okay, wait, what he shed on us? He shed, the rooting of the Holy Spirit, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So, uh, which he shed. So, shed is um, to pour forth figuratively, to bestow, gush. Run greedily out to spill, and then just to, just to say that shed wasn't enough, he throws in abundantly, in large quantities, plentifully and richly. I, I think that is awesome. The the again, our God has set up a system for washing and regeneration and renewing, and he hasn't done it just a little bit. He did it where it gushes, it runs out, it spills in large quantities. And then again, we have the through moving um, in one side and out the other side and opening your channel through Jesus. Jehovah is salvation, the Son of God, the Savior of mankind. And then Christ, I know I broke broke the name in half, don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to do all the words, okay? Anointed. I just like that. So he was anointed to do what he's doing. Our Savior, Deliverer and Preserver. So um, if I could, I know they're on back and front pages, but if I could put them together, I, I think that, honestly, that kind of even answers part of my question of, what is this renewing and watching? It's here on the verse six. 
It is done because he shed it abundantly through Jesus. So, uh, anybody got anything? Well, I get that first blood mass, and then I just think of blood right away. Right. And then abundantly, I just want to see that. And I've also thought that. How, how is Christ even alive by the time they hung him on the cross? Because we only got, what, eight times of blood? Yeah. I mean, if we get cut once, and, you know, they're giving us blood, and for him to be just pouring out blood just after the, the, the stripes, you know, how could there have been anything left in him? So, to me, he shed all his blood for us. He was, you know, he was asked, you know, yes. a little bit of his prep on his spirit, not the last little bit. I mean, when I read that the first time, I thought of when he said, I have to go away, because when I do, I can, you know, then I can send another, you know, that's, that's like what you're saying. He, he sent, you know, because of him first and then the Holy Spirit. Shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Okay, so we'll break it down. That being justified. To prove or to show to be just, conformable to law. To pardon and clear, and that's supposed to say from guilt. Typo. To render just or innocent, free, be righteous. So that being uh, clear from guilt, that's the one I like, conformable, that I am conformable to the law by his grace, favor, goodwill, kindness, um, as a grant made as an act of grace. Um, see, being clear from guilt by his goodwill and kindness, we should be formed, made, putting parts together, constructed, created, um, I like this, so I wrote it all down, but uh, arise, be assembled. I just think of, you know, us as people and and um, had a conversation with another guy and I see it in myself, the... Um, Tendency to think that God is done? I don't know what that is. It's just a lie from the enemy. But it's like, uh, 
I'm stuck in this place right now or I'm stuck in it for a while. Don't see what, you know, as ants, you don't really see the movement, you know, because we're all, but God is doing something in our lives. He is moving, and I just see that. He is regenerating. He is He is making. He's putting parts together, combining substances. He is constructing and creating. And then this long definition, I hope you can see it for yourself, that he is drawing to be finished, to follow, be fulfilled in your life, grow, happen in your life, be made, be married, be ordained to, partake, pass, be performed, published, you're published, um, showed. You know, I just see that the Lord is, um, we, we should be made. And that's made heirs. He is doing it. It is active. It's not just a word between grace and heirs. It is he is doing something. He is making us heirs. He's doing it. Or we're the singles group to be married or not to be married. Well, I, I don't think that – I mean, in my when I read that, I didn't think physically married. I just thought that it could be two things being joined in your life. And that's the people, right? There's things in your life that are not in union and that are could be separated <laughs> and need to be married. Um, okay, so we should be made heirs. Um, heir is an inheritor. By implication, a possessor, a person legally. So we will be made a person legally entitled to the property or rank of another on that person's death. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I love it. In Messianic usage, one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. So there you go. That's what God wants to do for us. How awesome is that? Heirs. We should be made. We should be made heirs. According to the hope Hope is anticipate, expectation, the hope of eternal life. So eternal is perpetual, also used of past time or past and future, eternal forever, everlasting. I thought that was interesting, past and future. I don't really know how to wrap my brain around that, but... The hope of eternal life being past and future forever. Like the time line goes forever both directions. (laughs) I don't know if that's really what it means, but that's what I pictured. Um, So life. Heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The condition that distinguishes animals and plants from inorganic matter, including the capacity. This is what he wants to do. The capacity for growth, reproduction, functional activity, and continual change preceding death. I I hope that's coming off the page for you guys because I love that. That is what God wants to do in us. He wants us to grow, reproduce, and I don't mean just little kids. I mean spiritually grow and reproduce. Continually change. And this is what he's doing in us. Anybody? 
Okay, hey. Last verse. Um, this is a faithful thing, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly. I think I typed that wrong. Sorry. Did I do it right? This is a faithful thing, and these things I want you to affirm constantly is the other definition. Yes. That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. So, this is a faithful thing. This is a faithful, being objectively trustworthy, sure, and true. This is a true saying. Um, saying embodies a conception or an idea. <laughs> and these things I will. Um, I have purposed. I have put in my mind, be minded or intend. I know this seems obvious, but it convicted me in some way that we're talking about minds. We're talking about what's what's going on up in our brains. And here is Paul saying, I have purposed. I have put, I have willed almost that thou affirm constantly. And so we'll say affirm is to make firm, to establish constantly, uh, continually, preservingly, steadily, that they which have believed, um, have, they which have believed in God might be careful, thoughtful, to maintain, to stand before, that is, like in rank, to maintain, rule, good works. And the works literally means toil, labor, and work. These things are good, fair, honest, worthy, and profitable unto men. And I just ended with, I love how it ends with men because it started with, you know, we, but men is all human individuals. <laughs> so he starts with everybody and he ends with everybody. And my little thing, I wasn't even, you know, the verses weren't a chapter or whatever, but um Okay, what I what I found significant in this verse is that he's saying this is a faithful thing. And these things that that um I want you to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. So um I don't know if you guys have any um Anything to say, but I do have a question, Captain Question here. We start this whole thing with, here's verse 3, and we talked about how Cruddy, where we came from. We moved through God's grace, um, what he's done for us. He's regenerated us. Um, Jesus, through Jesus, justified by grace, we are heirs of eternal life. And then the last thing he says is, now go do good stuff. So, in my head, I didn't understand it. So, I'm hoping we can discuss it if y'all don't want to discuss anything else. Uh, you do bad stuff. Jesus does all these things. And his next verse, he says, it's not because you've done anything good that you are saved. Verse 3, right? You didn't do nothing good. 
But then at the very end, he says, now go do good. <laughs> so can 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 you help me write my brain right now? Well, it, as, as you got into this last verse, I, I got kind of step back and look at it all. And, uh, and, it, and this is at least a good passage. There's many things to take out of it. But it's a good passage to describe the relationship between faith and works. Yeah. Because he, he, he clearly establishes that salvation is not a product of human effort. Right. It, right. it requires mercy. Right. God's mercy, God's love. But right at the end here, he comes back and says, go do good things. Right. Go do good works. They have a place. And a person who has has received the mercy of God, and and that kind of struck me as 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 you were kind of concluding that. But That's kind of where I ended up with was like, okay, wait, don't, everything you did was bad, and anything you try to do isn't going to be worth anything, <laughs> you know. So it's all for Jesus. Now go do good things. And it's like, we're saved by His works for. Our works. Yeah. Ephesians two eight and nine is really quoted a lot. Yeah. Not by words. A lot of times we leave out verse ten. Okay, it goes like this: For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of your works, lest anyone boast. And we always stop there. Right. The next verse says, verse ten: For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. For good works, which God has prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Yeah, it's very, very similar. So, you know, if what we want to be careful of is to understand that there isn't anything we can do that merits favor, or we we're not we can't impress God. The Scripture says we can't do a single good work unless we're first in Christ Jesus. But once we're in Christ Jesus, what kind of example could we show a lost world if we don't do something? If we sit around, well, I'm saved. I'm just going to sit on the couch, or you know, if you don't, if you don't take that amazing grace that God has shown us and begin to share it with others, then we're really not reflecting the love of our of our Master. And the works that we do are are we're now ambassadors. Are to represent who our who our Savior is, so that others will see Him through us. Well, and I think there's one other thing, and not to encroach on next week's lesson, but if you read verse nine, and then He turns right around and says, and then don't be arguing about stupid stuff. You know, so if you're busy working, <laughs> so you know, doing what God wants you to do, you don't have to be worried about arguing about stupid stuff. Right. Quarreling about genealogy and all of that stuff and disputes about the law because those are unprofitable. Right. So I think what he's saying is that these are the profitable things. Yeah. Well, I thought, you know, y'all were talking, I just see the, the structure of the verse is that basically uh, that they which have believed in God. Well, he's, you know, he kind of basically yeah. just filters out everybody else. That's right. They which have believed in God might be careful to maintain, and I love that word because in the definition it's basically to rule. They might rule good works, good toiling. And so uh, 
pretty strong definition, you know, of um, I attempt, you know, as I'm just, you know, I'm just going to try and do good stuff. But that's uh, this seems a little stronger to me. You know, I see it more as a basically um, not 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 a uh, I'm not trying to say not a, like a religious, you know, but it is something in my, me that's just like uh, latent. And what it is is he's saying you need to you need to do good things. You need to work at it, you know, and be faithful at it and not give up and not be lazy and just check out or or go back to living in verse three. <laughs> you know. So this is what I started in the beginning. Leadership in Pascalis started with was on these three chapters of not leadership fighting, but we're not seeing this as a very condensed awful lot of information to to try and prepare a group of people in a really screwed up island In terms of in terms of leadership, it's important to have first things first. And oftentimes in Christianity, we get the cart in front of the horse. Salvation first, and this is the struggle of parenting. Is you want to teach your children to be disciplined and all that, but you also want them to know Jesus. Otherwise, their good works will get them nowhere. And so, um, and it's also the struggle in behavior modification. In youth ministry, is behavior modification versus discipleship and evangelism. Because if they don't modify their behaviors, they're going to ruin their future. They really are. So you have to warn them the consequences of foolishness. But preeminent above that is they've got to know Jesus. Otherwise, they don't have, they're wicked without him. We all, we all are.